Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Wife! Do you know what today is and isn't? Well, today is is Sunday. It is not Saturday. It is not Saturday. And yet. And yet. What are we doing today? Q&A Saturday. But, but on, a, on Sunday. a Sunday. Because we were late. Because yes. we suck. And there was sickness and all kinds of things happening. And really, by the time people are listening to this, it might even be Monday. Mm. Or later. Who knows? If at all. Yeah. Right. So there's that. Um, but what are we going over today in the Q&A? Because we, we started doing Q&As during the episodes, mm-hmm. but now we're not. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a mishmash. I thought we would kind of recap the first 10 chapters of Isaiah a little bit. Just like a one to two sentence summary to kind of okay. tell us where we're at and what's happening. Got it. Got it. Of each chapter, you know. Okay. Like, I don't know. Does that sound cool? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Just to kind of catch us up to where we're at. Okay. Yeah. And then what? what's the, we're, we're going over a couple of chapters today though. Yeah. Also, which yeah. would be what? Um, it would be, I guess, like nine and ten. Okay. Question mark. Sounds good. Let's go ahead and get into this. Okie dokie. All right. So let's just talk about each chapter briefly. Briefly. Okay. 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 So chapter one. Isaiah condemns the people of Judah for their sins and warns them of God's judgment. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that happened. Yep. Do you remember all that? Sure. Kind okay. of. Yeah. Chapter two, Isaiah describes the coming Messiah and his kingdom of peace and justice. Who may or may not be Jesus. Right. Right. <laughs> I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Okay. So chapter three, Isaiah prophecies the destruction of Judah and the exile of its people to Babylon. Yeah. Okay. But but did he really prophesy it? No, if, it was fucking it was already, written after the fact. Yeah. You know you know it was. Like we all know it was. We all know it was. But you don't right. this, is, this is all bullshit. It is all bullshit. So chapter 4, Isaiah offers a message of hope to the exiled Israelites, assuring them that God will deliver them and restore them to their homeland. Mm. So that was a kind of important-ish chapter. Right. And if I recall correctly, it was a super short one. Right, right. I, d- I have to throw out one thing here. Mm-hmm. So even if this person wrote stuff prior to them, you know, making this a Bible thing or whatever and prophesized whatever bullshit happened, right? Mm-hmm. There's people that throw out all kinds of prophecies all the time. Right. This just happened to be the one guy that was like, yep, that was the one. That's the one that's And I bet they embellished it even if that was what happened. Right. So, sorry, just no, had to interject I there. I totally agree. It's nothing we haven't said before, though. Right, right. So chapter five, Isaiah describes the new Jerusalem, which will be a place of peace and righteousness. With much less people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, because that's what happens after the flood. <laughs> I mean, after the murder bath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chapter six, and that was this past week, mm-hmm. okay? Isaiah sees a vision of God in his glory and is commissioned to be a prophet to the people of Judah. He should really cut down on those drugs, man. Seriously, he ate one too many mushrooms yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is when he saw God on, like, the throne and whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, chapter 7. Isaiah assures King Ahaz that Judah will be delivered from its enemies, and he prophecies the coming of the Messiah again. Sure, Only okay. Only it's going to, like... Some of them, like two of them. There's like two people left when it's all done. Some, I keep, according to I which keep chapter, saying, you, depending on which chapter you're in. I keep saying two, but I mean, <laughs> I made up that number. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, there will be a remnant is what it, they're right, called. Right, right. Okay. Chapter eight. Isaiah condemns the people of Judah for their unbelief and warns them of God's judgment. Yeah, he's going to turn he's you like, all in the mud and shit. Suck. He's going to trample you in the mud. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he doesn't really like you. No, no. I mean. Isaiah, oh, this is chapter 9. Isaiah prophecies about the coming Messiah who will bring peace and justice to the world. Again. He, right. He's saying this again. Yeah. And then chapter 10, 
Isaiah condemns the Assyrians for their pride and arrogance, saying, don't be proud just because I'm using you as a tool. Right. And he prophesies their dis- destruction. Okay. So he's right, like, right. He's like, I'm going to use you to destroy the people that I only kind of like. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be like, I don't like you even more. So mm-hmm. then I'm going to, after I have use you, I'm going to destroy you. Right. It's like using a tool that you really hate. What kind of tools do you really hate that you would use? Uh, I'm trying to think of tools that okay, you might hate. What about if you, like, we just watched the movie Renfield and he ripped the guy's arms off and then he used the arms of his enemy yeah, to a, kill. Yeah, as a tool to kill other people. Right? Could yeah. it be like that? Maybe, because you'd really hate the fact. Yeah, I guess that could that be. That would make Renfield God in that case. And he's like, I hate right. you. I'll take your arms. And I hate you. I will beat you with those arms. Okay, okay. Except that the person that he pulled the arms off of would have to be from a different group, association, country than the one that he beat him with. Right, You know right. what I mean? Yeah. For that analogy to work. Whereas they were from the same organization. Sure. So... That analogy was really bad, actually. (laughs) But I liked it nonetheless because I got to mention that he ripped somebody's arms off and used them as weapons. Because that shit is funny when that happens. That's a pretty funny movie, yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. I love Nicolas Cage. I can't help it. He's a weirdo and I would love to meet him. Yeah. All right. So I felt like these chapters basically talked about God saying... If you don't worship me, I'm going to kill you. Through Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yes. that was a big part of what we were talking about. Yes. Because the people that are going to be punished for not believing in God correctly or whatever, mm-hmm. they have to believe Isaiah mm-hmm. on top of believing in the Lord. Right. And fearing the Lord correctly. Yes. Yes. So. But let's pretend I, they definitely know Isaiah is the one, right? However... Maybe sure. he walks around glowing or with a giant arrow floating over his head that says, this one's the real prophet. Yeah. Trusty, right. trusty doodle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend that's happening. Sure. They know Isaiah is the one to trust, right? Okay. There really is a God in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Let, mm-hmm. Let's pretend all of this to be true. Okay. God is essentially telling his people, worship me or I will kill you. Right. I mean, yes. isn't that what it comes down to? It is. It is. But when I was trying to find something that agreed with me on that, all of the apologists came out from the woodwork to say, no, 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 you don't understand. Right. This book is actually one of hope and redemption, even in the midst of judgment, because he's not killing all of them. He's letting some live. So so it's it's a book of hope and redemption for for Jill. But Joe is fucked. For the... Why and did you use Jill and Joe? Because it started with J and I just felt That's like... That's the Bidens, literally. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I maybe it was just... Uh, that was not on purpose, actually, in any way whatsoever. That's hilarious. Yeah. Interesting. No. Um, basically, he's saying, not believe me or I'll kill you or worship me or I'll kill you. He's saying, worship me or I will kill 98% of you. Right. That's still that's, shitty, that's you guys. That's never a message of hope. That is not redemption and hope. That is not... There is there is no scenario where that is a hopeful scenario. Right. If and you told me today that we should be happy that 98% of us are going to die, I would not be happy. No. Not if there's 
an option and it's some capricious fuck up in the sky that's just like, no, I, I'm going to do it, though. If I went to the doctor and they said that I only had a 2% chance to live, I would not be happy. That does not feel like hope. No, that's not. That, these are not hopeful statements. Right. Yeah. So I was really dismayed over that. Like, how do you not see that that is abusive and that that is not good? That's not a good relationship. Right, right. Kill, worship me or I'm going to kill the majority of you. Yeah. It The whole or else is the problem. Then you get into the numbers of it and you're like, and it's even worse. Well, and I said this in another chapter that we were going through, but I just, I can't get over the fact that God says that we have free will and that's, that's, or well, I, I should say apologists all are like, well, God gives us free will so that we can choose our own destiny. It's about our, how we live in heaven or whatever and blah, 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 right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll be judged someday, right? Mm-hmm. But no, in the Old Testament, God is judging immediately. Mm-hmm. He's bringing people to kill people immediately. Children. Yes. Babies. Uh, according to the Bible. Yeah. According to the Bible. Yes. And so, God, you can't have free will where you're going to be judged someday in heaven mm-hmm. and also immediate judgment. Right. You got to pick one. Well, the someday in heaven is New Testament. Right. But it's the same fucking God. But it's not according the same. According to the religion. But it's not the same deal, quote unquote. Okay, so this is like make heaven great again type thing or something like No, this is you're you're using words of Christians not of the Jewish faith. And right now we are still in Jewish faith land. We haven't crossed over into Christian land. I understand yet. that. And but I have I have major hang-ups as to how um him sending his son to die for humanity solves all the problems that he created prior to that. Right. Well, I have some really large hangups over I'm that. I'm with you, and we will talk about that when we get there. But for now, it's not you have free will and um, we'll deal with it someday in heaven. For now, it's no. You will worship me correctly. You will choose me. You will love me. You will fear me. You will worship me. Or I will kill you. Or right. I will kill most of you. Or I will kill some of you. Regardless of what the numbers is, it involves I will kill you. Right, right. And that is horrifying. Yeah. That is not good. No. So here are some notes to remember, though, as we continue reading through this book. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that Isaiah is speaking to a specific audience, the people of Judah, at a specific time in history. So he's not telling us that. He's telling Judah that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, still mean. Right. (laughs) Does not make me feel better. Right, right. The people of Judah have turned away from God and embraced idolatry and injustice, as is their choice. Yeah. But and also, again, you're speaking through human beings and not speaking mm-hmm. for yourself. And as a result, God's judgment is coming upon them. So that's right. the, that's the next sentence in my notes. As a result of their choice, which was not to worship God correctly, mm-hmm. God's judgment is coming upon them. So again. What part of worship me or I'll kill you am I getting wrong? It's They're trying to tell me it's more nuanced than that. And I'm like, but right. it's not. No, it's Through not. your own notes, it's not, guy. No, they want, they want it to sound wonderful and good. Because and it's just not. They, they don't. They're, 
you you can't make the Old Testament that we've read thus far sound good. You can't. There is so much, like God is an asshole in this book. Mm-hmm. He's so mean. far. He's so mean. Far. I mean, we haven't read the New Testament yet. We haven't got there. We haven't read all of the Old Testament yet. But so far, he's so a dick. So far, he's a dick. So. And then, so the next part of my notes is, however, God is also a God of mercy and compassion. He will save a remnant of faithful people and restore them to their homeland. Hmm. That's not compassion in my book. No, it's not. It And it's not kindness. And it's not... Like, oh, thank goodness we survived, even though God killed, like, 90% of the people I know and love. You know what that's like? That's like, that's favoritism. That's like me saying, I, look, I, I, this is no way something I would ever do, but let, let's just say, I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to take all of our city, and I'm going to pick my friends and family, and I'm going to kill the rest of you, because I don't like you as much. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I mean, you guys just didn't worship me well enough, so, sorry. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're, we're a big podcast. Why don't you worship us more? I'm letting people live. I'm Fuck. nice. Right? You should be glad. Yeah. Why aren't you more happy? I don't I, understand. These people like me. I, I don't know what your fucking problem is. So. Yeah. And that's what this is. And it's gross. And I hate it. Right. I hate it. No, it's crap. Okay. Here's another note. It is also important to understand that God's judgment is not arbitrary or capricious. Bullshit. It's always a response to sin, except for sometimes when it's not. Right. That's that's bullshit. I know. I hate these notes. When people sin, they turn away from God and choose to live their lives independently of him. This separation from God leads to suffering and death. God's judgment is a way of bringing people back to himself, except for they're dead, though, Mm -hmm. and restoring them to the fullness of life, except Mm. they're dead, though. Right, right. So, no. Well, I I would imagine part of that is saying that the people that died probably were sinful somehow. Right. So, So he's not bringing them closer to him. Right. He's like saying, fuck you, die. Mm -hmm. And he's telling the rest of them, you better stay right with me. Yeah, or else you might end up like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So here's the third point. It is important to remember that God's salvation is not automatic. It is something that must be received by faith. Those who repent of their sins and turn to God in faith will be forgiven and saved. Unless he's already killed you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, those who refuse to repent will experience God's judgment. So again, worship me or I'll kill you. Right. I mean, I don't know how to get any more clear than that. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that that is gross. And it's been the message pretty much throughout the entire mm-hmm. Old Testament so far. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. There is no love in this. This is not about love. No. And anybody who tries to tell me it is, I'm sad for you because you don't know love. It's about love. narcissism and jealousy. Yeah. And if, if, if we're to take the Bible and God at its word as it is in the Bible in canon. Right. Exactly. So here are some specific examples of how Isaiah reconciles his prophecies of judgment with his prophecies of salvation, because it's supposed to be two sides of the same coin is what I've been told. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. In Isaiah 127, Isaiah prophecies that Zion will be redeemed with justice and her repentant ones will be righteousness. Okay. Or her repentant ones will be filled with righteousness. Okay. So again, a few people get to live. Yay. Mm-hmm. And that's good. We're supposed to be excited about that. Okay. Okay. Number two, in Isaiah chapter six, verses six and seven, Isaiah is forgiven of his sins and commissioned to be a prophet to the people of Judah. Oh, so okay. that happened. Got it. Yeah. When he was like chosen and cleansed for 
okay, all of this. Okay, right. Yeah. I'm just like, how does that impact me though? Like, it yay, I'm so glad but God who chose. But he is he telling us that God chose him mm-hmm. or did a king anoint him or like no. how does this chosen thing get happened? Isaiah's how does telling happen? us this. Okay. We so just have to Isaiah's take his word like, for it. I'm chosen, by the way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. No arguments. I tried great. to tell awesome. him I was a fuck face and he was like not having it, y'all. So I took a really <laughs> good bath, washed up good, made sure that my foreskin was chopped off correctly. Right, right. Everything was in place. And yeah, I'm good to go, you guys. Yeah, I'm you a prophet. Just, yep. Believe me. Yeah, just do it. Okay, number three, in Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah prophecies that a virgin will conceive and bear a son who will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's very exciting. Except for that he's the one that fucks the virgin mm-hmm. and then also names it. Yeah. So. So, again, that's, what? That's weird. Yeah. All, and, unless, of course, you're the Christians who believe that that was Jesus. So, right. Exactly. Which also doesn't really make sense. So. Yeah, I don't get it. So here's another thing that I learned about this book, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. Um, the book of Isaiah is split in two. And I did mention that early on when we started chapter one. But what I didn't realize is that it is split in two to the point that the first half of the book is referred to as first Isaiah and the second half is referred to as second Isaiah, oh. as though they are separate books, even though they're not. Got it. And a lot of notes that I referenced would would say first Isaiah or second Isaiah as though they were separate books. Interesting, but they're not actually physically listed that way Correct. in the book. It's just one book of Isaiah. It's just known as yes. first Isaiah and second Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because one happens before the Babylonian exile, and one happens during and after. Got it. So that's the definitive line demarking the two. Okay. So I just thought that was an interesting note to include here. Well, we should probably mention when we go into quote-unquote second Isaiah. Yes, I agree. So we will do that. Yeah. Is that uh, pretty much all you've got for us on the Q&A today? That's pretty much all I've got for Q&A Saturday on a Sunday. Yeah. All right. So that is that. And uh, we will be getting out a book club here shortly, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be getting the weekly wrap up done still tonight. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be back tomorrow with Isaiah chapter 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. 
Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.